Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. And from the forthcoming album, Enough As It Was, that's Winnipeg's own Amos the Kid with World Burn, the latest single. That album will be released Saturday, May 6th at the West End Cultural Center along Tired Cossack. And uh, speaking of the West End Cultural Center, coming up after our next musical selection, my guest Andrina Turen, who is releasing her album Bold as Logs at that venue on the 29th of April, uh, releasing the album the day prior. Uh, we'll get into that record in a few minutes. But before we do, another francophone local artist, Willows, uh, with a great track. It's the lead-off track to Maison Vent, which was just released. This is Marianne here on 101.5 UMFM.
Well, you know her voice from Sheikh Amin, but uh, now you'll know her name as a solo artist, Andrina Turan, releasing Bold as Logs and joining me on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So, I mean, you've, you've got a decades-long career as, as a musician, as a performer, but this, this is it. This is the first record under, under your own name, and I'm curious about the journey that led you to this because it's, it's even been several years since Shikamin, you know, f- finished making music. That, that, why now and, and what led you to this? Uh, well, I suppose throughout my whole career, I've, I've been in bands for a long time, uh, but I, I had several side projects and I had always been sort of writing some songs on my own and performing solo, you know, casually. And so um, when Chikemin ended in 2015, I knew that the next step for me would be a solo project and that I would want to make a record. Uh, but, you know, after you know, 20 years in the industry and, and, you know, doing a lot of management, I just was feeling a little bit burned out by the um, industry side of things at that time. Uh, And just needed to take a break and also needed to recalibrate and figure out like, I knew that that being solo would be the next step, but I just didn't really know what all the layers of that would be. And I think that I just needed to uh, allow myself time to kind of reconnect with myself as a solo artist, as, you know, the 15-year-old songwriter in my bedroom and the, you know, child who always loved music and just kind of explore that so that when I launched this new chapter, I would be, uh, you know, very rooted in in what I was bringing to the table. And I think that that's the exploration part. So I, I spent some years just taking contracts, doing music for film and theater, and uh, various other contracts sort of in that realm. Uh, And it it did give me the time to explore that. And so in 2021 with the pandemic, felt like a really perfect time to really dive into my songs, my repertoire and see where it could lead. And, you know, my really good friends from a long time, since a long time, Grant Siemens and Damon Mitchell were also around, you know, uh, at that time, and so it just felt like the right time and the right sort of setting to to jump in and and make this first record. So rediscovering that fifteen year old in her bedroom, you know, who was a solo writer, you'd obviously written with other people. Mm-hmm. Did you have to kind of like adjust your mindset to kind of reconnect with that that fifteen year old who who was a solo artist who you know had a singular voice and wasn't, you know, part of like a, a collective of writers? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that my songwriting process had evolved over the years and I became a pretty harsh critic of my own writing. And so it became hard for me to do uh, for a little while because it was just really hard for me to turn off my editor, my auto editor in my head. So um I mean, that was a process, but I, I still kept going back to that 15 year old who had very few inhibitions about writing and very f- few insecurities about it. And I tried to just let myself go there again. And I re-explored all of the songs that I had sort of written throughout the years to see which of these still feel a part of me and feel important stories to tell. And then exploring brand new songs and having the confidence to bring them to my uh, collaborators and to sort of just explore with them 
And so my songwriting process has changed, but also I keep going back to sort of the root of it. And I think that the most important thing is just to trust that I'll know if I like it or not, you know? So you're saying you, you were, as a 15 year old, you didn't have inhibitions or, you know, insecurities. Did those develop then in terms of working with others? And that was something you had to kind of force yourself back to? I, I think, I think that, yeah, I think as we age, we just become more critical of things and we compare things more. And I think my songwriting process in my groups was, you know, we all wrote individually and brought things to the band to work on collectively. Um, but, you know, I, I was very, very fortunate to be working with absolutely incredible songwriters. And so I think when I stacked up things next to each other, I think sometimes I just felt like I had a little more ways to go before getting to that point uh, for myself. But I think that it's also just mindset, you know, I, I feel free from those from from those things I used to worry about so much because uh, I think you just have to to trust that what you have to say has a place. You mentioned doing work for hire for film yeah. and things like that. Is that a different type of songwriting? Are you tapping into something differently because someone's like either saying it has to match these images or here's the story I need you to tell in song? Yes, exactly. Actually, uh, that's part of what I really loved about taking that work was that I had, you know, briefings for a lot of different things. And I really enjoyed working within the confines of, of those briefs. So, you know, it's like we need a we need a sort of mysterious song about this specific thing that uh, is going to create this specific kind of mood. And and with those kinds of uh, those kinds of restrictions, I really love exploring that and I really love diving into it. So it was a really good exercise for me to like branch out of my own sort of musical inclinations and uh, just tackle these 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 amazing new things. And also because I was creating so much at home, I was learning so much more about my own studio, my own editing skills, and rediscovering all of the instruments that I've played throughout my life. I started as an organ player. I was played a bit of piano. I was a percussionist in high school. I have taught myself guitar a bit later in life. And so just kind of rediscovering this whole palette that I had to work with that was like beyond what I had been doing for the last few decades. So I think all of that uh, was really nourished me really and really helped me rediscover or discover, I guess for the first time, who this solo artist was going to be as an adult, you know? So then in opening up that palette with the, the rediscovery of these instruments and stuff, then it did that affect kind of like what you were creating f for Bold as Logs? Like, did you find that the songs shaping in your head had a breadth that they might not have had if you if you weren't kind of pushing yourself in in these directions with these instruments uh i think so um i think it just it just taught me to expand sort of my palette in what i was doing and also like i had been recording songs for the last two decades on my computer and in my own home studio. So kind of revisiting old recordings and seeing how I was doing things then versus how I was doing them now, I think I definitely noticed an evolution. 
But one thing that I also recognized was that there was this constant vibe in everything that I've done. Um, and I think that that stems from the Winnipeg music scene and having, you know, spent all of my formative years in music in the French community and also in the Roots community here. And, you know, I, I just, I hear all of those influences in it. And so um, it kind of really inspired me to, to, to really, I always wondered what my album would sound like. Would it be really rootsy? Would it be really acoustic? Would it be this? Would it be that? And now I was kind of hearing things come all together. And I knew that my closest pals were in town at that time to work on it with me. And I think that that's just where, where the whole album really got started. The, the francophone aspect, this is, a, this is a bilingual record. And I'm curious, is writing in one language like different for you as a process than the other? Like, like do, do you find you write the same way in either language or do you approach things differently because it's a different language? Uh, I think that I definitely approach it differently in a different language. Uh, and I find that I write about certain things in different languages. Like if I write about, I mean, generally I explore a lot of like natural world themes, you know, uh, but in, in French, I tend to write certain songs that are maybe more about environment and feeling and then in english i tend to write more about relationships and parallels to nature like i guess they're all in the same realm but in my mind it, it i find it interesting how you know certain things i want to say will naturally want to come out in a certain language um and for a while, I realized I was writing a lot of waltzes in French. I think I listened to a lot of Cajun music, so probably that uh, has a factor in it. But I love a good waltz. And then I realized like all of my waltzes were French songs, which was a funny coincidence, but maybe not. Does melody come first or lyrics or does it depend on the song? They're pretty intertwined, actually. Uh, generally, I, I, I hear a melody and then I try to kind of shape that melody using the meter of the words that I'm I'm saying and oftentimes sometimes the words will change but the words in the beginning generally have an important part in dictating how the melody will be sung uh, so they kind of go hand in hand for me but uh, there's all always a lot of revision work at the end where I'll change things um, and review it and rewrite it if I need to. But generally at that point, the melody is stable and I'm just putting new lyrics into it. And if the melody is a waltz, it's probably going to be French. Yeah, exactly. But that's my my uh, my new uh, defi. Uh, what is that in English? It's a um, challenge. My new challenge is uh, to write a waltz in English. So you mentioned, you know, exploring, like you think that the, like the, the natural world it's a, and feelings is a French thing, and then in relationships and, and stuff is is an English thing. But that that there like there's like a liminal space where these two overlap. Is that kind of just indicative of like who you are, or do you have these thoughts in either language? Like like are you thinking about the natural world in French? Like do, when you go outside and you go for a walk or something, do you do you see that world in French, and then it's it, it, that's the way you express that? Yeah, I think maybe, you know, I think 
like the the natural world and um being you know in the woods and off the grid is something that i've done my whole life and so it's like since i'm a child that uh is close to me and close to who i am and french is my first language i grew up in a very french household so and family and so probably the connection between those two is from from very very early on and so uh it feels natural to me to express myself in that world in that way because it was probably the first thing i did um and i guess for relationships and everything you know uh living obviously a very bilingual life in manitoba um and i guess maybe the more com the the complexities of of relationships and relate relating to people and you know working with people is more of an English world thing for me. So maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just riffing on this, but, but that would seem to make sense, you know? Right. Now I got to ask about the title, Bold as Logs. Is, yeah. is this a translation of like a French term? Is there a term like bold as, I've, I'm just, I'm just no. curious about like the, the, the genesis of this title, because it's like, I've never thought of logs as being bold, first of all. Yeah. I, I, you're probably not the only person either, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like, you know, I um, I kind of was joking around when we started this process with Damon and Grant and just saying how I had always thought, you know, if I had a band, I would call my band Logs. And people <laughs> thought that that was really weird. But I always thought it was great. Like, I thought, you know, Logs are are amazing. I grew up around them. They fall in the woods. They or you, you, you know, they're everywhere and they are sustenance. They're like they're very incredible. You can, they, they've kept humans alive for a long time as well, I think. Uh, but anyways, all to say, I kind of didn't take it too seriously, but as we were making the record, my, my studio in my basement's called the Beaver Hut. So I would always say, you know, bring your logs, bring your sticks to the Beaver Hut. Like let's build some, some tunes. And I also have always felt like I want my music to feel like floating down a river uh like just easy and and smooth and sometimes it's like rough and tumble and sometimes it's really smooth and calm but you just keep floating uh and hopefully you enjoy the float so anyways just kind of all of this terminology was around when we were making this record and uh you know when we said maybe it should be called bold as logs i thought about it and i just didn't take it too seriously at the beginning but the more I thought about it and circled around. It just like, it started to feel like, how could it be anything else? Uh, and, you know, it obviously has multiple layers of meaning for me, uh, but also I'm just, I hope that it has sort of finds some meaning for others as well. Uh, you know, are logs bold? I would say that they are. So is this record all one river journey or is each song like a journey down the river? It's kind of all of it. I mean, I think the whole record is is a is a float for sure. Uh, but every song kind of takes its own turn and its own spin. Uh, but you know, when I was making it, I was really wanting that feeling that you could just put it on and just let yourself be carried to the end of it. How much craft and consideration went into the sequencing, like where which song ended up on the record? 
yeah very much lot lots of consideration uh and you know still you you know it's it could go so many ways uh i'm really happy with what we landed on though uh and there are some songs that i recorded for this record that didn't make it on uh because i modeled the whole album after the length of a vinyl because that was sort of my number one uh, goal was to make one so there are a few more songs so even selecting the songs that were going to make the cut versus the ones that weren't uh, was a process and then once I had decided that then to decide what the whole order would be um, you know it's I grew up with vinyl and I grew up with CDs and actual records that start and finish and that bring you somewhere and that have artwork that goes with it and that have lyrics lyrics in the liner notes or whatever that whole experience is still so valuable and important to me. And that's what I wanted to do, even though I know it's not really the common model as much these days. It was really important for me to put something together that was thoughtful from beginning to end. As we were about to record this, you mentioned you were, you know, getting a, a rough or a final cut on a video. Do you do you think of like your songs in terms of imagery when you're writing them or does that kind of come afterwards? Uh, yeah, I would say that there's definitely imagery uh, in my mind when I'm writing songs, but usually the, the outcome for a video, I mean, I think every song that I've ever written, I have imagined in my head what a video could look like. Also, you know, I'm, I'm a much music kid from that grew up, you know, in the 90s. And so, uh, you know, that was also so much a part of my world was music videos and how images translate the music and so uh, it's the first time that I'm really exploring all of that and able to put actual images onto them and you know to to be honest they're not that far from what has I've imagined in my head already but obviously there's just so many other people collaborating on ideas and bringing some beautiful things forward so it ends up being its own thing which is really great but I think that the root of it all is just yeah, this 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 feeling and image that exists with the song, whether there's actual images or not. So Bolded Logs uh, out on April 28th and your release show is the next night at the West End Cultural Center. Uh, are you going to do like the record like front to back? Is that the plan or what's kind of the, the idea for the, the release show? Uh, for the release show, I am I'm I have a few things to work out still on uh, how I'm going to set up the the night musically speaking uh but yeah definitely i i'm going to be performing all the songs off the record um and i've got a really stellar band that i just can't wait to play these songs with uh my two main collaborators on bold as logs damon mitchell and grant siemens uh grant also produced the record they will be with me uh you know the three of us kind of multi-tracked this whole record together so it's nice to have an actual full band and be able to do the whole thing um uh, it's just going to be great i have some great vocalists singing with me uh Heida Forsyth and Sarah Duga and keys and Jacques Dubois on drums Ashley on rock on keys uh it's going to be a beautiful night i can't wait Awesome. Well, before I let you go, Andrina, I want to get you to pick a song off of the record that we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that song in particular or an anecdote about it, I'd love to hear that. Um, maybe I'll pick one that's out already? Sure. Okay. 
Well, then I would maybe choose to do August Lament. Um, it's a song that is one of the older ones on my record, uh, but you know, it's always felt like a, a, a good lesson to me. Like this, this, the song is essentially about the fact that, you know, it's never, it's never bad to open ourselves up to love, even if in the end, sometimes it doesn't work out how we planned. Um, if, if we're honest and we're present in those relationships, then there's always something to teach us and there's not a moment lost really. And I feel like that sentiment has, has lasted for me. I still feel that way about things. And, uh, you know, I, I see it as more of a hopeful song than a sad one. And it was just like so beautiful to, to have heard this song in my mind for years and then to have it come alive in the studio. Um, so yeah, that's the song I'll choose, August Lament. So not just a sentiment you kept coming back to, but a song you kept coming back to and earned, earned itself a place on Bold as Logs. Exactly, exactly. It's one of those songs that just never strayed too far from me. And I always felt like it, sh- it deserved a moment, you know? Well, Andrina, thanks for taking some time and congratulations on the release of the record. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to talk to you today.
back here on Thank God It's Free Range. Right before the break, you heard Andrina Turen's selection from her album Bold as Logs, August Lament, her album release show on the 29th at the West End Cultural Center, the album out the day prior. New single from local act Don Amaro, past guest here on the show. It's called Go Girl. And then uh, something that I heard this week that I just fell in love with. It's the self-titled record from Sabrina Teitelbaum, who records under the name Blonde Shell. Uh, great kind of Julia Jacqueline-esque, uh, Margaret Glasby type singer-songwriter, rock edge to it. And uh, I'm going to play you the track Joiner, my favorite from the record. But I would strongly recommend going to Bandcamp and listening to the whole record and uh, making a purchase if you can support it. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. Writings on the wall has been for a minute You don't need to say it and I don't want to hear it Baby, close your eyes, kiss me one last time and pull the ripcord But don't string it out anymore If you gotta go, girl, spin them ties on that road, girl Like you've been spinning my whole world That ain't changing just cause
there's a sky when you run And there's a sky when you surrender You're so warm The tangle of your thorn But your hands, they know it only hurts When in the hour you remember You're the child in the tangle of your mind You light up from a whisper telling how Never found a way around myself. I listen now. I look for waking words and no restraint and singing voices of my friends. Arising with no end along the sweet words I run my And see my old skin floating gently somewhere far I wonder who we are A light up from a whisper telling how I never knew the captain's skill but all I wonder now Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Mike Loves, and uh, before the break, a couple of longtime favorites on my program. Tallest Man on Earth from his new album, Henry Street, that just came out this week, Slowly Rivers Turn. Myrna out of Oakland with I Believe in You, new single. We had Lanterns on the Lake with String Theory from their forthcoming album versions of Us. A new Cola single, Keys Down If You Stay, and we heard bon- Blonde Shell. Uh, and Don Amaro kicking that set off. Speaking of kicking sets off, we got some uh, groovy stuff for you next. Which, the Zombian Band, 
back with some new singles, including this one featuring Sampa the Greatest called Avalanche of Love. We got something from former Winnipegger B-Tox. We got some new Brandy Younger, uh, a take on the song Windmills of Your Mind from the original Thomas Crown Affair soundtrack. We got Idle Moon, great funky instrumental group out of BC and more. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
out of the dream with the beat like this Too much potential, move sensual, groove essential I love it when it be like this It's hard not to dream with the beat like this So come on, let's go Let's roam into the unknown Somebody, I'm looking for somebody To escape with tonight Escape with you tonight Somebody, I'm looking for somebody To escape with tonight Escape with you tonight In my dreams, yeah I can see Everything the way it's supposed to be And in our dreams here We can see mm, We're making peace So let it be A world that's for you and me Peace, love, and some groove Peace, love, and some groove Peace, love, and some groove Think that's what this world could use Somebody I'm looking for somebody To escape with tonight Escape with you tonight Somebody Somebody to escape with tonight. Escape with you tonight. Somebody, I'm looking for somebody. Somebody, I'm looking for somebody. Escape with you tonight. There's peace, freedom, rain, and everyone lives in harmony. Escape with you tonight. There's peace, freedom.
Let you think that there could be something more. 